for everything oh, for everything indie for everything cults it's the blue horseshoe now. now here's your host george bremer and ryan hickey And welcome in to the latest edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast, the regular season finale. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you as the Colts, we could say George, maybe save their best for last and what was a highly entertaining game between the Colts and the Texans and the improbable, if you want to say that, has happened as the Texans do beat the Colts, cost themselves the number one spot uh, in the draft. So we'll get to that here in a second, what that means for the Colts getting that, that has massive ramifications now going forward to the offseason. A lot of different reports, head coaching-wise, about Jim Harbaugh. We got an update for you on another possible candidate for the um, for the Colts. Uh, for the Colts is, is rising here, and Sean Payton made a very interesting assessment of what he's looking for when it comes to coaching his next team on Fox. We'll get into that as well. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, George, just like we predicted uh, back in the summer, have won the AFC South. We'll get uh, also discuss how that impacts the Colts as well going forward here. But George. We have made it to the regular season finale. The, this is the last post-game pod. And frankly, for a 4-12-1 team, mercifully, it's over. But fitting. I will say it's fitting ending to this crap season, that's for sure. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, a couple things I want to say right off the bat. First of all, this is why I love this game. Uh, you come out here today, you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, it's a Week 18 game between two teams that, that have been out of the playoff picture for a while. They put up 63 points combined. It was a crazy finish. Uh, everybody in the postgame uh, from you know Jeff Saturday, Paris Campbell, guys have been around this game a long time. Can't remember ever having been a part of something quite like this, a finish quite like this. Uh, but the second part of this, hopefully we never have to answer again whether players and coaches care about tanking. The Texans converted a 4th and 20, a 4th and 12, and went for 2 to win the game to lose the number one overall pick. I don't think we should ever again have to, to answer that question. It's, it's obvious. All Houston had to do at that point was one more incompletion and walk off the field with the number one overall pick. They don't care. Uh, I, I, just, I think that should drive that home, hopefully, for everybody for, for eternity now to understand coaches and players do not care. You are 100% right, and I'm not even going to try to hide my joy. This was – I personally thought, George, this is the best – this is by far the best outcome for the Colts. I – like going into this game, I think the, the score prediction I gave was like six to three or nine to six. It was yeah. like what's scoring. So to get all the fireworks we had, but also too to have the Colts lose this game and now have the Bears have the number one overall pick. This could be a loss, George. That I don't think it's hyperbolic to say could be the best thing for the Colts in the next decade. Like you look back at, at previous losses, I would argue either this is the best loss for this team. You got to go back to 2011 when they lost to, I believe it was the Titans, to go to 0-13. That clinched the number one spot in the 2012 drafters. As we know, that ended up with Andrew Luck. We could be looking at this loss here in, in five, ten years being like, this was by far the best thing. And honestly, I don't think it's it's crazy to say, maybe put number 10 up in the in the rafters for Davis Mills. Whether that's tremendous, like you said. Fourth and 12 conversion of Brandon Cooks. Fourth and 20, Hail Mary, which they got lucky as hell on, on that touchdown of Jordan Akins. And then the two-point conversion as well. This was a loss that I think we could be looking back in a long time here and saying this was the best thing for this team. And this is, I thought, at least the, the, a cherry on top of what was been a, a total crap season. I mean, where else with the NFL do you get this, though? I mean, I know college basketball True. is great buzzer beaters, but a fourth and 20 and a fourth and 12 on the same drive and then a two-point conversion to win it. I mean, if, if you were watching one of these Hollywood movies, you would sit there and throw the script out for being you know too unbelievable. That's... 
it never happens. And to see it happen, you know, all in the span of what, five minutes in real time, maybe 10 minutes in real time. Uh, just incredible. It's, it's, you're going to love this game. And, and then the other outcome of this, and I think it's interesting. I don't honestly remember. It's been a long season. I, I feel like I was in Houston for the opener three years ago. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly. Um, but I, I can't remember if we discussed it on the air or not. I know we discussed it off the air. Uh, the idea of the Bears getting the number one overall pick. And, and at the time, we were kind of talking about it's a long shot, you know, Houston's going to have to do a lot to get that way. And I know I texted you after they got that second win and said, Hey, if they beat the Colts in the finale, you know, this is something that, that, that could really happen uh, to be sitting here now. And, and, and that's the scenario. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. I'll tell you what I would do if I was the bears, I would trade down twice. I would call Houston and I would say, Hey, you want to swap and get that number one pick back? And then I would trade number two again to the highest bidder and get, I would maximize this situation. You know, I, I have no idea if Houston's interested in that. They obviously weren't too worried about number one overall today. Uh, they may not be, you know, in the future too. Um, but I think the bears are sitting pretty, uh, especially because you've got a situation now where, it just it's up to them what they want to auction off. You can trade this number one pick. Uh, you can trade Justin Fields if you feel like maybe he's a little bit too banged up and, and you're worried about him for the future and probably get a pretty good haul for him as well uh, and draft your guy in the future. I think the Bears are sitting pretty, uh, and, and the Colts are now in a much better situation than, than you would expect. We, we don't know where they're going to pick yet. I think Denver and Arizona are still playing right now. If they both win, the Colts will go up to three. Uh, if just one of them wins, the Colts will go up to four, but we know it won't be worse than fifth. And so five to one is a jump, but it's certainly nothing that, that would be unprecedented. It's certainly not something that's completely off the table. Um, my questions on that, there's a couple of them. I mean, one is, do they feel strongly enough about any one quarterback in this draft to go up to one and get him? Uh, if you do, I don't think there's any hesitation here. You got to make that call. Um, I just think it's been too long you know, going through this process. And I, I say that with full knowledge of people in Cleveland and, and, you know, some of these other towns that right. went two decades, Miami, you know, they're, they're still looking, um, it, look, it's five years. So it, it feels a lot longer here than, than it does maybe in reality, four years, technically since the retirement. But I think that you're in a, you're in a situation now where you've got a chance, you've got to do everything in your power to, to end it you know and so that the only way i don't make that pick is if i make an evaluation of these quarterbacks and i just don't feel like one of them is worth the number one overall pick because you're going to put a lot of pressure on that guy uh you know coming right out of, of the gate but if you have even an inkling that that guy could be worth that slot you got to do it 100 or at least agree. try to do it right that's and that's just it it takes two to tango right so you're going to need the bears to be receptive uh receptive which you think like I said, whether it's they like Justin Fields, they want to keep him, and then you're not going to draft a quarterback, or even like I'll be honest, if they want to trade Justin Fields and they want to take Bryce Young, I'd be open if the Colts are interested or, or able to draft or trade for I should say uh, Justin Fields. I'd be all in on that as well. So you look like what this loss means for the Colts. Like you said, it's number one. You were the absolute first person to do it on this podcast, talking about the likelihood or the chances I should say of the Bears getting the number one overall pick. We talked a lot of, you know, the, the crossing over between the Bears and the Colts franchise. Obviously, Matt Eberflus, right, was former defensive coordinator right here in Indy, which is good. You have uh, Chris Ballard, who I don't know how much is going to help, but he was a part uh, of the scouting department in Chicago for 12 years. So hopefully there's still some relationships more, there that if he's the More GM, importantly, he was with Ryan Poles in Kansas City. So he's been years. with the Bears, the Bears GM. You know, they, they have a relationship. 
hundred percent. So if, if assuming Chris Bauer is still here, and obviously that's a big assumption because we cannot predict what Jim Mercy is thinking. And maybe if Jim Harbaugh wants to come in and get a new GM, that's obviously on the table as well. But if Chris Ballard is still here, like you said, there's connections with Ryan Poles. There's connections with the Bears himself. Obviously, Matt Eberflus, again, was here as well. So there's a lot of already kind of easy openings for the Colts to make conversation with the Bears. And if they want to trade down from one to five, or like I said, we'll see what Arizona uh, and Denver do, one to four, maybe one to three. That's a situation where if I'm the Colts, I don't care what it takes, George, however many first-round picks, basically write a blank check if there's a first-round picks that the Bears want. And I think you got to make that move for Bryce Young. That, that's my opinion. I would do – I'm in on Bryce Young. You're a Bryce Young guy as well. Assuming – I don't know how you're not, but if Chris Ballard hopefully is, I would hand a blank check, the equivalent, whatever that is, and, and first-round picks to Chicago and say, let's make this deal happen. Well, and I think the big thing about Eberflus being there is he knows this roster. So there's a lot of guys on this defense that you would think he would like to have. And so you can make those part of this 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 move as well. Uh, and even guys on offense that were here when he was here. You know, I would think these are guys that if you're the Bears, you get a top five pick out of the deal. You could get a couple of cornerstone pieces, whatever they might be. I mean, we could sit here and and, and make a bunch of speculation right now, uh, which won't matter because in a week or two it'll change. Um, but there are guys. I mean, I would. I, I'm kind of in the same boat you are with draft picks. I I don't think I would make anybody unavailable. You know, when I'm calling them and I'm talking to them, if you're on this roster, it's a possibility you're going to Chicago in this deal. I, I think you have to be that way. Um, you know, if if you're the Colts right now, and so, but. You know, I think there's some obvious guys you don't have to think really hard. Some obvious guys who have a, a huge role in, in the kind of defense that Everflus wants to play that he would be interested in that are here that he has a, a relationship with. Uh, and then I think there's other positions. I mean, look what the Bears need offensive line, wide receivers, offensive playmakers. There are guys here that, that you could offer to them that I think it would be worth doing it uh, if the prize at the end of the, of, of the rainbow is, is Bryce Young. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. And there's a lot of time to go here. We don't even know for sure that, that Young's going to end up being the consensus number one quarterback in this draft. We, we certainly, uh, he is for us. Uh, and it sounded right. like, and it sounded like he is for Eric at home, who we'll have back on here probably <laughs> in, in, in a couple of weeks, um, you know, as we run down through these, these, these quarterback prospects. But I think that's one of the things that, that's really underrated here. It, Eberflus's knowledge of this roster really counts a lot too, because the picks are going to matter, um, you know, especially the future picks and, and and what the Bears want with that. But to have a head coach who can walk into that GM's office and say, "Hey, I have a hundred percent faith in in this guy, this guy, and this guy. If we get them, I'll pull this trigger right away." And like I said, I'm hundred percent with you. No one's off limits. Uh, no roster one through fifty three doesn't really matter who you want to name. Except if you think. And at least to me, it appears that Bryce Young can be that next young quarterback, can kind of fall into the mold that Trevor Lawrence is starting to develop in, or, or Joe Burrow has been, or, or Josh Allen, Patrick Holmes. But it doesn't matter what you want for Chicago. You do whatever it takes to get that guy. Because you see, you look around the Bengals, the Bills, now the Jaguars are, are rising up here. Those teams have transitioned in large part because of that young quarterback they have gotten. So if you can get, if, if Bryce Young, we believe to be that guy, like I said, no price is too high. No price is too yeah. high. And the best part now for the Colts is that the conversation actually is over. Right? In Houston, I think there's yeah. zero chance they would trade it down and or trade down with the Colts. Now at least you have that opening that you need to where if, like I said, Bryce Young is the number one pick, is a consensus, you don't have to worry about now the Texans screwing up. You know, we can stop tweeting at the Texans about trying to draft Will Levis or Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud. Now it's all about making a deal with the Bears and whoever is offering, you know it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a feeding frenzy. 
You got to assume the Texans are going to be interested. You got to assume maybe another team behind the Colts will be interested as well. Moving up, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be hungry uh, and look at the Bears as most likely trading down. You have yep. to match at least bare minimum whatever the best offer is. If not uh, surpass, like I said, there's no price, in my opinion, at this point, it's too high. I think one of the big things, too, for the Colts is that as you look at it, they've probably got one of the better picks that, that can be offered in this situation. Uh, because I, I don't know that as we sit here right now, I don't think Arizona and Seattle, who will have that that third and fourth pick as we are doing the podcast right now, um, I don't know that they would be all that interested in, in giving up more assets to, to go get a quarterback. Arizona definitely wouldn't be uh, in right. the situation that they're in. And, and even Seattle, I think I think if somebody's there for them at three, it's going to be a conversation. But with Geno Smith, I don't know if they want to be all in on on moving up and drafting a guy and you know giving up extra assets. Now, the interesting thing for them is they've got a lot of them because of their deal with Denver. So they're, I think they're the biggest competition right now in the sense that they could go out there and throw the the third or fourth pick wherever they're at right now. I think they're a third, uh, you know, on the table and and probably have more picks going down the line to offer because of that deal that they made for Russell Wilson. If they're absolutely in love with one of these quarterbacks, that's probably the worst case scenario, you know, as as we look at it for the Colts, is that Seattle trades up to one and the Texans take a guy at two. And, and now you're looking at that third quarterback, which probably isn't quite as enticing uh, to, to Indianapolis in the overall scheme of things. Um, but, you know, the, those are that's the way the NFL goes. Those, those are, you know, the facts that are out there. And, and I have no idea which way Seattle will go. History says they're much more likely to trade down than they are to trade up, but the same is true of the Colts. So, and I'm with you 100% on the roster. I mean, we just talked about it. It has nothing to do with the talent on this roster, the character in the locker room, or anything. It has everything to do with the importance of getting the quarterback spot right. You give up whatever it takes to, to get that done. Oh, man. I Like, honestly, George, the last two months we've been talking about price selling and, and hoping the Texans screw. Like, I saw, I, I still, like, I'm shocked as we're sitting here recording this, this postgame pod that the Texans win. The Texans win in the way they did where it looked like for two and a half quarters they're going to just steamroll the Colts. They didn't, I swear, George, I, I was ready to call Roger Goodell. It looked like Cal McNair <laughs> from the press box put a call and all of a sudden Davis Mills starts throwing some awful passes. It looks like the Texans just forget how to play defense for a little bit. And it's like, oh, they're trying to throw this game. And then Davis Mills with the the drive, the drive of the season. And maybe again, the drive of the decade here for the Colts as he pulls it off. And my, <laughs> oh, baby. And you see the reaction from Houston fans on Twitter. Let me tell you, George, they know what they just blew. They are upset. They are, this is, this is a great day. I, this is a, a great, great day. And then honestly, I never thought I'd be this happy sitting at the end of a 4-12-1 and one season as I am right now. I'm honestly overjoyed. This is a great, great game. It's going to – I think it's going to be really interesting to see Holy what cow. the uh, – I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the Bears choose to do here because uh, they are in a situation where they've got a quarterback who they have a lot of reason to have faith in, who's who's playing the way that you want to, to see your quarterback play in today's game, uh, but he's hurt. You know, he's been hurting both years. And so if they believe that Bryce Young is is the transcendent talent that you and I believe and that apparently the Texans fans believe uh, that, that he is, you know, they could make that that deal. So that, that's another spot where I think it's going to be really interesting to see. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces now. The, the Bears obviously are the first piece of the puzzle. What do they want to do? Right. But they've got to trade one or the other. They've either got to trade the quarterback they have right now on the roster or they got to trade the number one pick. And I would say 
that the number one pick is probably going to bring a bigger return. I think you're going to have more suitors for that. Uh, it, it's probably the more valuable of the assets. So if I'm sitting there in Chicago and I'm betting one way or the other, I'm betting they're going to trade the number one overall pick. Uh, and then again, like I said, I, I think we'll see how things play. I don't want to get too much into that discussion because that could be dated by the time people are listening right. to this. We'll see how things play out as far as other suitors go. But do you feel like the Colts are in pretty good position with no worse than the fifth pick and a roster that the head coach in Chicago has a vast familiarity with? And for the first time in, what, two years, I believe, a full complement of uh, of draft picks where you don't, have, you don't have any other picks of yours given out anymore. You have the full boat here, and you're ready to offer like said, whatever you kind of need to, to get it done, uh, get the job done. And I think you're right. The last point I'll make is I think you're 100% right. If, you, if you're the Bears and you're looking at it, do we trade fields or do we trade the first, round, uh, first overall pick? You're going to get more picks. You're going to get better players if you deal the first overall pick. I think there's going to be more of a competition, more of a bidding war than it would be for still a really good young player. Like I said, Justin Fields, who, like you mentioned, has been banged up, which could give you know teams red flags. And he's already two years in, so you kind of lose a little bit of that you know four or five year window of a young rookie quarterback trying to you know trying to go all in and capitalize on that cheap contract before he gets paid. You're already kind of two years uh, in on that with some wear and tear in the body as well. So I'm with you. If the Bears are looking for the biggest return and maybe the the biggest crop kind of get this team turned around fast, I would say it would be dealing the number one overall pick uh, to the highest bidder, which. Fingers crossed, George, it better be the Colts. That's what we'll say. It better be the Colts. You cannot get outbid or else Chris Ballard is going to be, or whoever the GM is, is going to be in a world, in a world of pain. That is for sure. So, man, man, oh, man, Texans beat the Colts 32-31 uh, on a gutsy two-point conversion from Lovey Smith. Bring him back just for that decision. They go for uh, two. Lovey's the coach of the year for that, by the way. Just <laughs> to avoid overtime. I think the media will vote him certainly here in Indy. He is the coach of the year for that, just to not do overtime. And the Texans, I think, uh, media will agree with us on that one. Without a doubt, sure. They get the season over with as fast as they can. That's absolutely for sure. But man, oh man, four twelve and one, George never sounded so good when you see the consequences of this loss. So great day. I think it's a great day to be a Colts fan. A great day for the future for sure. Uh, but part of that future is going to be at head coach. We'll, when we do return in the Blue Horseshoe Pod, I mean, look. It, I'm over George. You can tell that the Colts lost to the Texans. But with that said, the reality is the Colts lost to the Texans, who were coming to today the worst team in the NFL. Not a very good look for Jeff Saturday if he's trying to make his case to be the permanent head coach of the Colts. We'll discuss his candidacy, uh, as I think this should be should be the final kind of nail in the coffin for for Jeff. But we'll discuss that when the Blue Horseshoe Pod does return.